0: You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author, filmmaker, and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're exploring what will get us to
1: pick up a book and talking to Lindsay Dunn from Novelist. But first, what are you reading, Bria? I'm reading a book you've already read. I actually just finished it last night. What book? Um, the Starless Sea by Erin Morgenstern. Isn't it like the literary equivalent of just like a hot cup of tea? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, you've already talked about it on the show, so I won't get too d- deep into it. But it is sort of a fantasy book. It's the second book I've read this year that has to do with doorways, various doorways that open up and close not like and lead to magical places. I think you like a doorway, a magical doorway. Yeah, maybe. Because you like
0: Shauna McGuire's books, too. You're right,
1: I do. Maybe magical doorways are are in my wheelhouse. Um this one definitely has that. They they come and go, and um, but it's more of a this is more of a doorway club, I would say. There's a club element to it where yes. you have to be involved in this sort of secret society, and the doorways are a little bit of a test. Yes. Um, and it's it's about um a guy named Zachary and He saw a doorway when he was very young and he did not go through it. But later in his life, uh, things sort of come back around and um, he does go through it. And that is like not very far into the book. I can't even start to explain this book. There's it's interesting because it kind of goes back and forth between um, this this book that he finds um, uh, and uh, which is called Sweet Sorrows. And it goes back and forth between things written in Sweet Sorrows and what is happening to him like on. Uh, in this, like, magical world that he's come out of. And, you know, of course, he goes into this magical place, then people want to get him, and, like, you know, (laughs) there's— People want to get him. There's all sorts of things (laughs) happening. It's a great fantasy. Uh, I I would call it fantasy, but also a little bit of urban fantasy because it's, like, cities. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a book for people who love books. Yes, there's a lot of book-related things in this magical door world.
0: Yes, yeah. I'm really, I'm glad that it came out in November because it's definitely like Erin always says. It's like it's her winter book. Mm. You, you definitely just like want to put on a sweater and drink something hot and like sit by a fireplace and read this. Yeah, def- yeah, for sure. And it's because and it's it's not a
1: light fantasy book by any stretch of the imagination. No. And. The book itself is the book within a book. Is uh, you know, it's it's about the moon and the stars, and like it personifies them. But then also tells all these other stories. There's a lot of like, like fables interwoven. Yeah, with yeah. It. So it's a really interesting read. I really liked it. I yeah. love it.
0: Yeah. Thanks for the recommendation, Mallory. Anytime. What are Bria? you? What are you reading? Uh, so I'm listening to an audiobook from the library that is. And also, uh, just before I even talk about it, heads up: trigger warning for rape. So if you are, uh, that's something that is gonna. Upset you, uh, just fast forward like a minute. Uh, I am reading uh, or listening to the audiobook of Know My Name by Chanel Miller. Uh, which is, the, she's the woman who was assaulted by Brock Turner.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know and this it's, book, yeah.
0: It's her memoir um, and it's absolutely amazing, but it is like, it's very hard book to to listen to. Uh, but it's, her writing is really incredible and it's a great, it's her, her wanting to tell her side of the story. And it's, I mean, it's called Know My Name for a reason. And she's reclaiming her name. She doesn't want to just be known as the victim of Brock Turner for the rest of her life. She wants people to know who she is, her story, her side of things. And it's absolutely brilliant. Definite must read. uh, If you are able to read it, Uh, definitely tough, but uh, it's a good one. So that's know my name by Chanel Miller. And we are Are both looking expectantly at Sean. Sean. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, for for new listeners to, who are wondering who this Australian man is, Sean is our audio engineer. He's <laughs> the person who makes this show sound good. Although he doesn't do the interviews, so don't blame me for that. Not him.
2: I mean, I'll accept blame, but you know, you,
0: I will not let you be blamed for okay. that.
2: Um, I just finished. Uh, what was I reading? I I just finished Normal People by Sally Rooney.
0: Oh, and
2: I is, really loved it. What I, is
0: that about?
2: Well, I think I accidentally. Read a romance novel. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely saucier than what I normally read. <laughs> <But> <laughs> saucier? There were some saucy moments.
0: Sean was blushing. That's <laughs> why <laughs> um. he's he's f- red hair. So I he's know. Like, like, I, that like, sounds like. like a great pu- a, a great pub, The Blushing Australian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, that's probably the name of a romance novel. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> it's a whole series of it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was a really great book. Uh, it it was essentially it was like a coming of age story, which is definitely in Sean's wheelhouse.
0: That's the, something um, we got to find out one day. Is get Sean to write out his wheelhouse.
2: Yeah, coming of age uh, things of all genres is good, um, but it was really like uh, following a relationship from a relatively young age into you know adulthood and
0: oh, interesting and
2: and how how it changes and.
0: I do like stuff like that. I love like seeing uh, relation, like uh, Lauren Groff's uh, *Fates and Furies*, like a couple that started in college and then it goes all the way to old age, and you can see like how their relationship changes. Mm. That's always really interesting. But it's it's it's
2: also a friendship. It's not you, you know necessarily like. A...
0: But I know it gets saucy.
2: Well. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> Sean blushes again.
0: <laughs> so that's *Normal People* by Sally Sally Rooney. Thank you, Sean. And I'm reading The Starless Sea by
1: Erin Morgenstern. And by the way, I Googled it like just because I was trying to find uh, just looking at it to talk about. And this is a big fan book. There's a lot of stuff on Etsy for it.
0: Oh yeah, the because there's three. There's a lot of reoccurring symbols in the book, and one of them is a key, a bee, and a sword. Yeah, and like, you can get that in a necklace form on Etsy.
1: It's so cute.
0: I'm looking at it right now. Oh yeah, I may want it. Actually, before the book came out, I even people were starting to get uh, bee key and sword tattoos. Wow, crazy. I went. Uh, for Erin, when uh, she did her event in LA, I designed a Starless Sea cocktail. Oh, cute! Uh, that you can find on my Twitter account or Erin's Twitter account. Uh, that is supposed to. I won't. Spo- I don't. I don't want to explain what the cocktail. Why the cocktail has the ingredients it does? Because it is a spoiler. It has honey in it. Yes. Well, there's bees. You just said bees. Yes, but it's like I know it's significant. I to the read story. the book. Oh, are you, <laughs> oh, you, fi- oh, you finished finish it? it? Oh, yeah. If listeners are interested in trying it out you know what i'll put it in our next newsletter Please, i'll, yeah. I'll put it in our next snacks and books and cocktail uh, yeah, yeah, newsletter. Yeah, again. i don't want to toot my own horn but it is a delicious cocktail uh so since this episode is all about what gets us to pick up a book uh, it's all about wheelhouses this week and kayla wrote in kayla's wheelhouse is post-apocalyptic sci-fi female identifying queer character anything about merlin oh an obscure history um i
1: Oh, I also like an obscure history. Uh, Merlin is an interesting one because that's so specific, but there are lots of books about Merlin. Yeah,
0: people, Merlin has a lot of Merlin fans out mm-hmm. there in the
1: world. Sarah wrote in Sa- uh, with, with their wheelhouse, Redemption Sarah. It's another,
0: it's one of our beloved Actually, Sarahs. Actually, Sarah signed this wheelhouse, one of your many Sarahs. Great, wonderful. Uh, we Rodin. love a Sarah. Maybe Sarahs are in our wheelhouse. <laughs> If Reading Glasses
1: had a wheelhouse, Sarah's would be it, in it. Just, it would be Sarah's. <laughs> um, Redemption stories about the healing power of nature, historical fiction that follows a family through generations, special connections between people and animals. I also love that, but also makes me sad. <laughs> uh, books from an animal's point of view, uh, uh, magic with clearly defined rules, epic journeys, and a strong, adventurous fr- female protagonist. My dog is named Lyra. (laughs) Lyra. Um, uh, Is it Lyra or Lyra? It's Lyra.
0: I, I think when I read the book the whole time, I thought it was Lyra. That's fine. I, for the the past, like, 20 years of my life, I thought his name was Iorik Bernison, but it's Yorik Bernison. Oh, there we go. Because I am not from Scandinavia, and I don't know how to pronounce those names. (laughs) And Sarah signs it by saying, thanks for the
1: show. It helped me branch out into different genres, become more cognizant of author diversity, and inspired me to start a book club with my three sisters last year.
0: Oh, that's so great. Oh, that's really cute. I hope they're all named Sarah. (laughs) But different spellings. (laughs) that's good. (laughs) There's not that many, two R's? Two uh, yeah, so yeah, Rs uh, different variations of Rs and h's Gotcha, okay uh, Gina wrote in Gina's wheelhouse is literally anything by Neil Gaiman, sure, pirate ladies. Uh, Gothic fiction and horror, uh, witches, both fiction and nonfiction, cosmic horror, magical realism, dark fairy tales and retellings of classic fairy tales, and graphic novels of all types. We actually do have a wheelhouse for reading glasses. I feel like everyone kind
1: of likes the darkness. Yeah. Dark fairy tales, for sure. Dark fairy tales is definitely a
0: reading glasses. uh, I don't know anyone who doesn't like a dark fairy tale. Yeah. Who's out there wanting a nice, bright fairy tale? Don't give me your shiny puppy fairy tales. (laughs) I want your gory dark fairy tales. Uh, so you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month, you can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. A
1: quick bookmark for me. Um, I, Again, I do this show. It's it, We do it for very little. It's on Netflix. It's called Eastsiders. It's an LGBT drama comedy set on uh, in like the Echo Park Silver Lake area of Los Angeles. This is our last season. Please add it to your queue. Put it on Netflix. Let it play in the background. I don't know. I mean, don't, if you have children, don't. There's a lot of sex scenes. Um, <laughs> I was going to
0: say, speaking of saucy, it is yeah, yeah, very, it's very saucy. It's but very a saucy. a very good but, way.
1: You know, Netflix pays attention to how many times shows like this are watched, shows that they acquire. So um, it, it is important to us. So, you know, just a little bit of plug for us, but also like a, hey, add it to your queue. It helps us, for sure.
0: Yeah, how about Bria? It's a great show. Bria wrote and directed an episode and produced the whole thing, and she should be really proud. It's really great. Before we talk about what gets us To pick up books, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is sponsored in part by StoryWorth. For a lot of folks, an important part about the holidays is reconnecting with family, swapping stories and reliving moments together. But keeping these memories alive can be hard. Give your family a meaningful gift this year with StoryWorth. But what is StoryWorth, Bria? StoryWorth
1: is an online service that helps your loved ones tell the story of their lives through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. Uh, these questions are specific, but you can choose them ahead of time, which is cool. They're everything from, you know, what what is your earliest memory to what did you do on this specific birthday to uh, what do you remember about your dad? Like, they're, they're, they're general, but then they have really specific ones as well. And your mom bought these, right? And loved them? My mother, so I bought one for my mother, and um, now I have this wonderful little book with all of her memories in it and all these questions that I had never thought to ask her in it, and she thought it was so cool, she bought it for three members of her family.
0: So now she has three books about all of her siblings, which is really cute. And good if you need to blackmail anybody. (laughs) So because after one year, what StoryWorth does is they compile all the answered questions and a photo that you pick and they make it into a beautiful keepsake book and they ship it to you for free. Yeah. And the book is really it's really nice. And you can include photos even if you want. And the really cool thing about StoryWorth is if you it's a great last minute present for for somebody because you do it all online. If you're scrambling to get some uh, a family member something for Christmas and you're not sure because they have everything or maybe you're like me and they like that. They like books, and, uh, but you don't know want to get them a book because they probably have whatever book you're going to get them. This is a perfect present. Preserve and pass on memories with StoryWorth, the most meaningful gift for your family. You can sign up today by going to storyworth.com glasses, and you'll get $20 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com glasses for $20 off. Glasses.
2: We interrupt the podcast you're listening to to tell you about another podcast. That's right. We got this with Mark and Hal. That's correct, Mark. This is Hal. We do the hard work for you, settling all of the meaningless arguments you have with your friends. So tune in every week on the Maximum Fun Network for We Got This with Mark and Hal. And all your questions will be asked and answered. You're welcome. All right. That's enough of that. We got this.
0: This week, you see a book across a crowded room. You're looking at it. It's looking at you. What makes you pick it up? What makes you love it? I think there's a complicated alchemy of what gets us interested in a book. Not just a wheelhouse, but it's also the cover, the genre, the blurbs on it, who wrote it, who recommended it to you, where you found it, you know, et cetera, et cetera, that gets you to try a book. And uh, so what is that for us And for those who are new to the show, we talk a lot about wheelhouses, which are subjects and tropes that always get us to pick up a book. So, Bria, can we get a wheelhouse update from you? Well, where's my old wheelhouse? (laughs) (laughs) What was it? I think it was, I think, like, when we first started the show, you posted it on our Instagram. I'm going to find it right now. Hold on.
3: you
0: really? Okay. All right, here we go. Wow. So we
1: just did an Instagram search, and I found my wheelhouse. It was uh, dystopias, All. All. Strong-willed female characters, dog or animal sidekicks who survive the whole book, very important, and evil governments. Oh, evil governments is still one of mine. Um, I'm going to do an update. I would say all of those are still relevant. Um, I would say the strong female character, I would actually say to more of, I'm going to switch that to a uh, woman on a journey. Yeah. We've discovered that's part of my wheelhouse um, as, yep. as I've been on this show and talked more about what I like. Um, I'm also going to say anything involving a road. That is also in my wheelhouse. I love a road. I love a long road. road. Empty, full, whatever. (laughs) Car, wagon, (laughs) walking. I love them all. Oh, man. I put apocalypses in general, which is funny because I didn't look at my old wheelhouse, so it's kind of the same. And post-apocalypses in general. Uh, Any group in space or on another planet. Group of people. Yeah. Could be aliens, could be people. Uh, Sentient beings. People dealing with a science fiction event. This is something we've talked about a lot where I'm interested in a small group of people dealing with a science fictional event or a big event. Yes. One that really like fits this is that memory police book I just read that I talked about recently where it's like people are forgetting stuff, but it's happened and we just are focused on like one or two people within this world where Mm -hmm. this huge science fictional event is happening. It can happen also just to a town and you're focused on the people involved. Uh, Dogs That Don't Die. That also was in my wheelhouse. Um, Shit Your Pants Horror. I feel like we've discovered along the way that something you and I both like a lot. Stuff in deserts. I've discovered, I also, give me a desert. Yeah, you
0: do like extremes.
1: Yeah. Less cold, but I'll go for it. But a desert will have me pick. If there's a lot of sand in this book, I will pick it up at any time. (laughs) (laughs) Sand and cacti. Yeah. Um, Personal story instead of a large event. That is actually also, that's the same with the people dealing with science fiction. It's like the personal story... I'm going to say mostly in science fictional events, but it could also be in just any sort of big event. So it's just a world event happening yeah. that actually happened. And we're just focusing on a couple of small people within like World War II or something. Like a love story within World War II. Yes, I love it. Yeah. You know, or... um, um, You like a backdrop, a big event happening in the backdrop. Yes, I do. Which very much is so weird because I have a... Master's degree in American Studies, which is basically what that is. Yeah, American Studies is like the study of like, the, it's like a cultural studies degree and it's very like specific. Mm-hmm. Um, So it's weird because I guess I've carried that with me. I guess that really should have been my major, even though I make fun of it because I don't use it. But maybe I was right to have chosen that major. Yeah. Wow, what a realization for
0: me. Is this a therapy <laughs> yeah. session for me? <laughs> Bria's going to
1: quit everything, quit directing, go pack, and teach the me. American <laughs> Studies, <laughs> American Studies. Um, what about you? How has your wheelhouse um, been updated? Do you
0: know your original? Yeah, I, I, found, I found the post. So this is from two and a half years ago. So my wheelhouse back then was Werewolves, which is... It's definitely still in sure. circuses and carnivals definitely still there haunted houses we know that's true mm-hmm, i po- I posted a picture of my library hall a f- uh, like a month or two ago and it was i didn't even notice that it was like a ton of house books, house books. So, but i was i should have texted you because a bunch of people on twitter were like wow you're really into houses huh mallory loves a haunted house book remember because we oh did the horror God. one and, you and it was only all haunted, haunted houses. houses yep yeah i love haunted houses i don't i just i love it um, Giant Bears, mm-hmm. Talking Bears, that's sure. definitely. And then it said bonus points for monsters, feminist memoirs, and estranged slash chosen families. That's all still on there. But to that, I I would definitely add um, writ, written by a woman. So I guess feminist memoirs, but like any book written by a woman. Um, shit Your Pants Horror, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, why Dunnits. It? Yes. Like if I pick up a book back of the book and it's like – Uh, Sally murdered John and then but so you already like you start the book and you know some something bad has happened you know who did it but you're trying to figure out why uh I'm I'm really into that and yeah just anything spooky spookiness like all any sort of if it looks if the book looks like it would be belong in a Halloween display I yeah. think that's that's definitely me. So we haven't we've grown a little bit, but uh, we've our our wheelhouses. I think have stayed true. Yeah, what's interesting about the show is I feel like we find them because we talk about books so often. It's true. So a wheelhouse is really helpful when you're deciding what to read next because it can help narrow down what you're really interested in with a book. But there are so many other factors that get you to pick up a book in a bookstore or go or in a library or go seek a book out. Bria, what kind of book cover or blur will get you interested? I do love a good cover, which is weird because
1: I read on a Kindle. <laughs> well, you see the little icon. I see the icon, but then I never see it
0: again. Well, because you know, it'll just be open when it, I open up my like, Kindle. It's bait for you, you but know. It is.
1: It is bait, and I do. I mean, as people might know I have a very long wish list from the library at all times and I have all my holds and stuff. And so I do choose based, I do like look at the covers and decide what to read. And I'm not as much flipping over to blurbs, you know what I mean? Because of the Kindle situation, I'm basically looking at covers and then sometimes I press on it and it'll say like what this book is about kind of, but it's less blurbs. It's more of just like a, oh, this was a 2019, this list and it's about this. And that. that is the thing that draws me in. So it's a mixture of covers and whatever Kindle puts on there to tell me what it's about. Okay. um. But, yeah, I, I mean, and definitely I I like a book comparison. Um, oh, you like a, a comp. This versus this, and uh, or this, but this. There's a lot right now that are like Handmaid's Tale, but this. And I'm like, I'll read all of them, thank you. Like, <laughs> like yeah, give them to me, more of those. What yeah. about you? What What makes you um pick up, like, a book? Is it cover? Is it blurb?
0: I think the cover definitely is the thing that—I think it's kind of both, but the cover gets me first because it's anything black or, like, with weird creepy shit on the cover. Mm. Again, like, if it looks like it belongs in a Halloween display in a bookstore, like, I immediately will pick it up. I can tell, can't tell, can tell you how many times I've picked up a book that looks creepy, and i flipped it around, and it's not, and I get really mad. Oh, wow. Rude. So So rude. What is it about if it's not creepy? I don't know. Like— Not even a thriller book, but like it'll just be all black with like vines or something on it. And I'm like, sounds creepy. And then it's not. No, it's just what? Okay. What a ripoff. Wow. But yeah, like monsters, blood, any kind of that stuff. Like when I'm in a bookstore at the library, I always immediately pick up books that are like dark and scary looking because that's so much of my wheelhouse is that. And I don't mean dark in like a thriller way. I feel like thrillers are dark with like people's eyes or faces and windows and shit. Um, faces and windows. Yeah. How many how many thriller Honestly, covers a, a face a window? that is very scary. If you're like walking by a house and there's a face in the window,
1: you're like, <laughs> Ugh, no, thank you. And like keep
0: walking. I was thinking more like Girl on the Train kind of thing where like, oh. it's like a woman looking at. the window. Well, you in the wait? Are you in the window, or you're there in the window? <laughs> Either or. This That's actually on Train's
1: train. Is two different windows <laughs> looking at each
0: other. <laughs> it's mutual window. I feel like staring. that should be like part of what a thriller is. It's like, is there a window involved? Is someone someone l- staring out a window, <laughs> out or in,
3: <laughs> all
0: scary, in scary, out
1: also weirdly scary. I don't know why.
0: <laughs> uh. But if if a book, so if I see a book that is all black or has creepy shit on the cover, and there's a blurb that says terrifying or chilling or bizarre, because I also like a lot of weird fiction, you know, I'll put that in my wheelhouse too. Is like surreal. Yeah, you do like thing. a surreal. I like weird shit. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely picking it up. And it doesn't even really matter who. Like I don't care if it's Stephen King or like Joe Schmo, like someone I've never heard of. It's just if it says terrifying somewhere, um, I will absolutely pick it up. Terrifying by Joe Schmo. <laughs> 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 Mallory's new favorite <paper> book. <laughs> um, I will also always at least. pick up a book if I've heard of it I think yeah. book marketing totally works yeah even if I don't even really know what it's about if I've heard the title somewhere like you know if I it, if I it's been on an episode of all the books or I've, I've seen it on a book list somewhere even if I am not interested in it at all it has like a cover that doesn't int- like you know the cover is like a teapot on it it's yep. about people cooking yeah. you know all things that I don't care about uh I love if- tea and I love cooking <laughs> Give me that. If you see that book, I'll, <laughs> I'll, take I'll it. buy it for you, <laughs> Um, But yes, yeah, so you 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 pick that up. Yeah, just because I'm like, because commercials work for a reason, right? Marketing works. Like you're yeah. just like, oh, I've heard of that. You just want to know more about it. Yeah, same. I think you. Um, if if
1: I've heard of it, I'll definitely add it to my wish list at the library, just so I have it there. And later on, if I decide no, I don't want to read it, fine. Yeah.
0: Adding, adding to your wish list doesn't do anything bad or good, so. Oh, for sure. And so what about reading doorways? And so to remind listeners, we heard from another listener, Mads, back in October about reading doorways, which is a way for libraries to recommend books based off of what readers are interested in. And the four doorways are character, setting, language, and story – a little history about this Nancy Pearl, who is referred to as a super librarian. <laughs> uh, sign me up for um, that. I can,
1: uh, well, Nancy <laughs> want to be that.
0: Like, I, mean, I just imagine like you get a paper cut or like you drop your book in the tub and you are like, Nancy, help me! And she comes in and and she, I don't know. She comes in and she has like a, she has a cape,
1: but it's made of uh, book <gasps> of like pages. Uh, I,
0: someone draw fan art of Nancy,
1: please. Um, so she was talking about these doorways and how um, how, it's basically talking about how we enter a book. Um, at an ALA conference, um. She she, wrote, she said this, and I thought it was really interesting. It's a little bit long, but I wanted to read it. We often start by matching the book a reader has just read with other books on the same general topic or in the same genre. But when we link books by what they're about, primarily plot details, I think we misunderstand what's really going on in our reading lives. When we want to, When we want a book exactly like the one we just finished reading, which I feel like is Fucking all of us. Yeah. Um, what we really want is to recreate that pleasurable experience, the headlong rush to the last page, the falling into the characters' lives, the deeper understanding we've gotten of a place or a time and the feel or the feeling of reading words that are put together in a way that causes us to look at the world differently. We need to start thinking about what it is about a book that draws us in rather than what the book is about,
0: which I think is yeah. great. Yeah, that's fascinating.
1: And it's I love actually it. really true because mm-hmm. I do think there's this thing where people are like, well, you like books about this was about this one specific apocalypse. And I'm like, I would love another booklet like that, but it's not necessarily the, <laughs> I don't want that specific
0: apocalypse again. You know what I mean? It's no, not No, you want to see in. more, you want to see a small group of people yep. dealing with shit with, the back, with that particular apocalypse in the going on in the background. Yeah, and so what they divided, just to repeat, it's character, setting, language, and story. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Bria, what about, we, we decided yours is setting for sure. Mine is
1: setting and I think, Partially character. Okay. So I would say
0: setting and character, but yeah. And w- so what about that gets you to pick up a book?
1: I I don't—I think it's a hook for me. It's a little bit of a hook. Um, because I use reading sort of as escapism, it's nice to know where I'm escaping to. It's like, yeah. you know, here's a one-way <laughs> ticket to a deserted island. And you know, like, like, great. S- yes, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you know, maybe today is—the uh, the time stands still. Stand still. Maybe it's going to the jungle. Like, I know exactly where I'm headed. And I think because, like I said, I'm interested in how— the us of it all deals with it. Like how these people are dealing with it. How do we deal with the time standing still? Mm -hmm. How do we deal with the apocalyptic island or (laughs) apocalyptic island?
0: (laughs) That sounds like a a reality (laughs) show. Or it sounds like a a ride at Disneyland. Oh, that's a good one. I would go on apocalyptic. Island. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be good.
1: Um, But I, I think that the setting is the thing that like is my hook. And so it's not necessarily that I want to read other books that are Strictly Apocalypse, I'm interested in all sorts of settings, especially if they're pitched that way. They're like, it's a world in which this, and it could yeah. be our own world. It doesn't have to be, it could be an alternate alternate, alternate uh, timeline to us, or it could be literally our world, and as long as it's pitched to me that way, I think I am more interested in it for some reason. That, yeah. It definitely is what draws me in.
0: What about you? We decided that yours is plot, right? Yes, for sure, because um, I just, I love a, a good book hook. I love no, like, that's the first thing I want to do is look on the back and see what happens. Although you know what, I will say now, if if a book is recommended to me and I want to read it, and I kind of like if it's like an author or something that I already know about, I stopped reading the backs of books. Wow! I just go in blind because you wow. know what? I'm so weird about spoilers. And I don't. I I have, me and my boyfriend have the thing where if we want to watch a movie, we won't watch watch the trailer for it. I'm same. I don't watch trailers, so I stopped doing that with books. Like I feel like reading the back is like watching the trailer.
1: Do you know about this thing about movie trailers now, where they all use this one specific noise apparently, that goes boom? Do you know about this? No. It's a new like trailer thing, and someone did like did a whole thing about how they use it and how it affects like human emotion. Oh, weird. it's fascinating. It was on this um, this podcast called Imaginary Worlds, which is a podcast I would totally recommend. That is like a science fiction fantasy sort of podcast, but they look at stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It, anyway, it was just like I mean. Like trailers, the back of books are designed to sort of affect you, right? But not necessarily in the way I always need.
0: Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I just like, if I'm going to see the movie anyway, I just don't want to know. And a lot of times, like, don't you hate when you watch a movie and like all the best shit is in the trailer? Yeah. So I just won't watch it and I like I I I think we talked about it on the show a while ago and I got to thinking about it like one of the best reading experiences I ever had was reading The Scarlet Letter for the first time which Mm. is still probably my favorite piece of classic literature by Nathaniel Hawthorne and the reason why I had such a great time reading it is because my teacher my English teacher in junior of high school taped up the backs of all of them so sorry spoiler alert but this (laughs) book has been out for a long time uh the priest is the father of Hester Prynne's illegitimate child Pearl and, um, but. Sh- and you find that out on the back of the book, but really, yeah, or at least the versions that we had. Oh wow. But she taped them all up. Ah. So as I was reading the book, the whole time I was like, oh my God, is it him? Who's the father? Like it was like such an intense, like, mystery that I wanted to solve that it made the book amazing. And I feel like it would have been a completely different experience. So I've just like, that's how much I love plot. Like, I so I just stopped reading the backs of books. That's and nothing, good. nothing will carry me through a book more than the desire to know what happens next. Even if I love a character, I won't go through a book if it's not a compelling story. That's how I know that. Plot is really my thing. Setting will only get me if it's, like, a very specific, like, in my wheelhouse. Like, I'll read any fucking haunted house book or any book that takes place in a circus. Uh, Language doesn't matter as much to either of us, which is interesting. Because I I think I love so many different kinds of writing styles that there's not, like, one particular like I appreciate like uh Helen Oyeyemi has like or Kelly Link like they both got incredible language but that's not what really that will. it's like the icing on top that I appreciate but for me it's plot.
1: Yeah, cuz we're both really willing to read like a middle grade book.
0: You know, if it's oh, yeah.
1: the right if it's the right fit. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, Same. definitely. It's really that's really interesting. But I think really some people it is really important. I have friends that strictly read sort of literary fiction and I think yeah. if it's anything Below that level,
0: they're not going to go for it. Yeah, they're really going for like a like, like a craft. Like they mm-hmm. want to like honest like a sentence level, every sentence to be well crafted, and that doesn't matter as much to me. Mm-hmm. Like I just I really want to know what happens, and that. So if like that's the best way to get me to read a book is like tell me it's spooky in some way, or it has like a talking bear or is in a circus or something, and be like, uh, this talking bear has murdered someone at the circus, but you don't know who. Like right, or has murdered. The, the ringleader but you have to find out why like I am I don't need to read anything about it I don't need to read the back I will just absolutely get in on that and I think uh I, I'm glad that you read that quote by Nancy Burl because I think for as readers it's really good for us to know this stuff because mm-hmm. then that's how we find more good books to read and how we I think understanding ourselves as readers is the best thing we can do to find more good literature yeah So you can send your thoughts on what gets you to pick up a book to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. And before we talk to Lindsay Dunn about novelists and reading pathways, we're going to take a quick break.
2: Listen, I'm a hotshot Hollywood movie producer. You have until I finish my glass of kombucha to pitch me your idea. Go. Alright, it's called Who Shot Ya? A movie podcast that isn't just a bunch of straight white dudes. I'm Ify Whiteyway, the new host of the show and a certified BBN. BBN? Buff black nerd. I'm Alonzo Duraldi, an elderly gay and legit film critic who wrote a book on Christmas movies. I'm Drea Clark, a loud white lady from Minnesota. Each week, we talk about a new movie in theaters and all the important issues going on in the film industry. It's like Guess Who's Coming to Dinner meets Cruising. And if it helps seal the deal, I can flex my muscles while we record each episode. I'm sorry, this is a podcast? I'm a movie producer. How did you get in here? Iffy, quick, start flexing. Bicep, lats, chest. Who shot you? Dropping every Friday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: So here we are with Reader's Advisory Librarian and Content Editor, Lindsay Dunn. Lindsay, thank you so much
3: for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Mallory. So, Lindsay, what are you reading right now? I am reading The Crescent Stone by Matt Michalatos, which is a gateway fantasy about a sick girl who accepts healing in exchange for a year of service in the sunlit lands, And I'm excited to read it because it may be one of the first Christian fiction novels I've read that has a culturally diverse friend group and socially conscious themes. I'm also listening to The Secret Commonwealth, which I know you just finished recently, I think. Nice. (laughs) Love that
0: series. Awesome. So you're on here today to tell us about something really cool called Novelist. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
3: Absolutely. Novelist is a book discovery database, which is dedicated to helping readers find their next favorite book. People find book matches in all kinds of ways. And statistically, um, most people like to find out about books from a friend, a trusted friend. What if you had a friend who understood your tastes and could match you perfectly? Novelist tries to be that friend. Affectionately known sometimes as the Pandora of books, Novelist provides readers with multiple access points they can use to find just the right book for them, whether readers want to be matched based on a title, author, series, and yes, even a wheelhouse. Nice.
0: So how do you use Novelist to find books with your reader wheelhouse?
3: So, there are several ways to search once you're inside, but the wheelhouse would get at what we call the mixer feature. We have what's called a book mixer. Um, You can select an age range and then either use one of our pre selected combinations of tags that we have put onto books, or you can choose your own. Um, So, if you want to search by theme, then you can fi- look for things like enemies to lovers, band of survivors, suburban malaise, and even Mallory's favorite, moving to a haunted house. Hell yes! <laughs>
0: awesome. So this is for library users.
3: This is for this is for libraries and people inside libraries, but it's also for readers. Um, I know that's probably one of the biggest questions that you have. Um, Access to the Novelist database is found through your local library account. Many of your readers probably have access and don't realize it. If your public library subscribes, they provide you access with your library card. You should check with your local library um, but Novelist is also purchased by school libraries. So if your child goes to a school that has it, you might have access that way. If you are affiliated with a college, and some businesses even have purchased Novelist. Um, so you should ask your local librarian or look on your library website under resources or electronic databases. So, how
0: is this different than Amazon or Goodreads and like via finding books?
3: Right. So those are great, both great tools for looking up books and for crowdsourced information, because anybody can contribute. The biggest difference is that all the staff at Novelist are librarians by profession. We spend our days keeping up with books and making sure our matches are the best they can be based on much more than just a genre match. Um, that doesn't mean that these other matches aren't valid, but they are based on the ones that we make are based on more than just genre alone and can lead the reader in all kinds of directions. I did a quick search on Goodreads to look up, for instance, the Hunger Games and some of the matches I got on there for what you should read next would be Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, Speak by Laurie Halls Anderson, Lord of the Flies by William Golding, These are all very different books, and they're all, what kind of unites them is that they're all bestsellers for teens. Um, But Hunger Games is a dystopia, so we might match you by another dystopia, but what if what you like best is not the dystopian society, but the relationships between the characters or the battle royale theme? Then there's different ways we can match you that are very different from just matching on genre alone.
0: So, Lindsay, what is your Reader Wheelhouse?
3: I am into all kinds of genres. I enjoy Scandinavian crime thrillers, science fiction, books about childhood trauma, the awkwardness of teen life, flawed characters that you can root for, unlikely allies banding together, uh, books about cannibals, and complicated relationships, both family and romantic. Nice.
0: So where can we find
3: novelists online and where can we find you online? Okay. Well, um, I already talked to you about finding novelists through the database, but there are things you can access for free online. Number one is our novelist blog, which has all kinds of posts on solving reader problems or providing inspiration. And that is found at ebscohost.com slash novelist, the latest and that's all hyphenated. Um, I'll also give you that for the show notes. We also host webinars that are free to anyone. This past year, we hosted eight webinars, which were crash courses in fantasy, horror, science fiction. We also had a webinar on Reader's Advisory Culture. They're all accessible on YouTube. And there is a novelist newsletter, which you can subscribe to, that lets you know about upcoming webinars ideas and inspirations about reading. We have social media channels, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and those are filled with book-loving inspiration at NovelistRA. Um, One other thing is our librarians participate every Thursday on Twitter at Ask a Librarian. If you want to get book recommendations for readers of all kinds, not just Novelist staff, you can tweet at Ask a Librarian. As far as finding me, my personal Twitter is one of my stories with the numeral one, or you can access my blog at oneofmystories.com. Awesome, Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us. You're very welcome, and I am a huge fan of your show. Keep it up. Uh, so now it's time
0: to solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. Uh, we're keeping this question anonymous, although I will say it's from a Sarah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't have to keep it anonymous then. <laughs>
0: uh, so, so this... This listener says, I have a weird issue. I have an active Goodreads account and use it to catalog what I read as well as chat with friends about what we're all reading. My issue is that I'm not out to everyone I know yet, and I read a ton of lesbian romance slash erotica. I want it all to count towards various reading challenges and be accounted for on my list so I can remember them. Is there a way to hide certain books or is there a different app program? Should I just deal with making a new secret account? Help, please. So I did – We looked into this for Mm -hmm. this person, and uh, you cannot make books private on Goodreads, which is very unfortunate i i understand why goodreads has done this though
1: yes because i feel like if i just went through and ranked everyone i hated as a one you know what i mean yeah and and i made it all private but then it counted towards their score i don't feel like it's fair
0: yeah you know no i and i agree with that uh but there is a sort of workaround is so what this person can do and anyone else in the situation you can make a secret group and the books that you document there are kept hidden so just don't invite anybody else to the group yeah um Bria, do you have any other tips? Maybe she, like, I think she should also start a book journal to keep them all in one place. Um, Yeah, I agree, book journal.
1: Book journal's a great way, I mean, if you're tracking just for yourself. um, And just so you know, um, even in the secret group, if you do a review, it's still going to be visible to non-friends. Yes. So, like, be aware of that.
0: Yes. It's not
1: secret. It's, it's not, it's only, like, it's not just in that group. So I'm not really sure what the secret group is for. I think it's if you
0: document it there.
1: Got it, okay. Like, you document that you read it? Yes, but the ranking shows up if you if you give it. A, I don't know. Yeah, I would look into this. I would. Make, I, what, figure I would. I What
0: If I what I would do is make a secret group and do a test run, and see what can be seen and what can't be seen.
1: Yeah, but if you look, so if you're looking to just document these and you want to remind yourself what you do, a book journal. Mallory and I both do book journals. Book on Buddy. I'm yeah. still. I'm still riding high on the Book Buddy train. And, for and sure. Book Buddy is a, is an app, so it's not even. You don't even have to buy a real journal. You can yeah. just have it do it on your phone. It's great. Um, but I. I'm gonna argue that someone out there they're gonna want those erotica recommendations. I think you gotta. Yeah. I think that this is uh, an important thing. So, first of all, I think you could start another Goodreads account just for your erotica, and it could be under a different name. Yeah, you could always do that. I'm, you may have to have a different email address too, though, because Goodreads probably tracks by email. I haven't tried to start two accounts on there. Yeah. Um. So that. So that is definitely one. And you could review that erotica because people are reviewing that erotica, and they want to know. Okay. I have a better. I have another suggestion. Because I think also what this person is trying to do. is Take they,
0: everyone who's homophobic and throw them into the sea. This is a good suggestion, <laughs> but it but might take a while. I feel this person, because I feel like what they want is to be like,
1: look, I've read this number of books a year. This yes. is really important to me to display that and like talk to people about that S- and, and be like, oh, I've read 30 books this year. And for them to like recognize you've read 30 books. So here's my suggestion to you. And I think Mallory will be okay with this. I don't think it's cheating. Go back to your childhood. Think of the books you read in high school and use those... As alts alts for your lesbian erotica books, okay. So um, behind the green curtain, that's a real lesbian erotica book. Is now Babar the Elephant? Maybe even more. Uh, more so adult hold on. Uh, so wetter wetter is a was the lesbian erotica book. Now that's the Great Gatsby. So go on review the Great Gatsby instead. Give it five stars so you can count it towards your your goal. What oh. she wants is to count it
0: towards her number. Oh, so take a book you've you've definitely already read before. Yeah.
1: Because, listen, we haven't been doing this Goodreads
0: shit Bria, since we were— you're an evil
1: genius. So, I don't, I don't think it's a genius because you have read the book. You have read a book. You can count it towards, and someone can be like, oh, you just read The Great Gatsby? And you'll be like, yeah. And you can recall some shit from The Great
0: Gatsby if you have to bring it up. Oh. You know, people like are going to you great classics. The, I hope somebody writes the lesbian version of The Great oh, Gatsby. Oh, that would be Didn't very did Sarah funny. Benincasa write a retelling of Great Gatsby? Um, I don't know. Oh, that sounds right. Somebody write a lesbian Greek, Gatsby, please. But
1: this is going to be your way to show people you are still reading. Yes. If you only think you're reading those classics, they're going to think you're so smart. Um, Which they are, actually. (laughs) Not that you're not smart to read in a lesbian erotica. That's a a whole other kind of of skill you're doing there. Um, (laughs) But I think you can use this. And I don't think this is cheating because you have read these books. I think this is brilliant. And then, like, in your book journal, like, you know, put... uh, wetter, five good the great Gatsby. <laughs> so you know which one is which and you know which one you're, you're reading or whatever. I think that's genius. I And that way it's counting towards the your end of year book yes. count, which I think is sort of what this person is wanting. I know they're also wanting to have conversations with people and someone is going so, to try to co- start a conversation with well, you about the fucking it, great Gatsby, but you know, it, well, it is what that, it is. And
0: that way, maybe making a a whole secret Goodreads, not just for the erotica, but maybe just making a Goodreads that is like an, anonymous not anonymous, but just like make a you know, you mean making an account that isn't your yeah face? you know book reader sixty nine yeah five thousand yeah miles. and I think that that is definitely a way to go as well yeah yeah I think you have some options here yes there's a lot of way and and you know what just to say none of them are carry any shame you know you come out when you're ready you never like whatever you need to do this is all for you this is for whatever is most convenient and feels best to you so if making a secret account feels best or doing The sexy version of the great Catsby feels best, or trying the secret group. You know, don't like you. Homophobia is already inconveniencing your life enough. Yeah. Don't let it. T- don't don't let it take over any more than it needs to. You know, live live your reading life as best as you can, however you want. And there's nothing wrong with keeping it hidden or doing any of these things. There's no shame. So if you want us to solve your reader problem, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank Danielle and Kathy who are on our Facebook group and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember that you can buy reading glasses, tote bags, and shirts, and bookmarks in the Maximum Fun store. And oh, hey – there are, if you are looking for cool Christmas presents or want to check check out things, there are, uh, there's new reading glasses. Oh, yeah, they're great. Merch in the Maximum Fun store. There's a new t-shirt, which my boyfriend has already bought. It is very cute. Uh, and stickers, which are really cool. There's a uh, ask me what I'm reading. Do not disturb the reading. And a reading glasses sticker, which is really cool. So maybe you can, like, get a sign and has, ask me what I'm reading on one side and do not disturb the reading on the other and flip it around depending on the, what your mood is. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so if you're, <laughs> you're looking for Christmas presents if you're looking to support the show it's really great for us it helps us feed our, our cats and Bria's dog uh, and if you want to support us for free you can rate and review us on iTunes we're at 799 reviews Whoa. we're so close to 800 uh, it's great for the show it helps us reach more listeners you can email us at readingglassespodcast at com. find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast on Instagram at readingglassespodcast and you can always follow along on our bookish adventures using the general hashtag readingglassespodcast thanks for listening and thanks, thanks for, for reading, reading.